everybody, and welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight, tonight, a hell of a show that we have for you tonight. I am joined, not in studio, unfortunately, because COVID sucks, but just across US-19, we've got my good friend, Mr. Jeff Gore. Jeffrey, how are you, and what's in your glass? Oh, I am doing so well. Uh, so well, indeed, that I'm already half a bottle of wine in. Uh, but it's one of my favorites. It's the Simi Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Uh, Sauvignon. And I, I mean, I can't say it any other way. Uh, and it's so good. I love it. I, I am a big cab fan, as you know, and I will drink the other half of that bottle when you're done, sir. Ha! You think there's going to be another half? <laughs> We're going to bring this all the way out to Dallas, Texas. You know him, you tolerate him. Steven, my friend, how are you and what's in your glass? I'm getting depressingly uh, close to the bottom of my Diet Coke. So if you see me disappear for a minute, it's because I'm running to the fridge for emergency supplies. But other than that, I'm good. Steven, I've known you for a long, long time. Never seen you run, so this will be interesting. Or do I run so fast you can't see it? You are no Barry Allen, sir, nor are you a Wally West, but that is neither here nor there. Actually, you might you, you might be an uh, Eobard Thawne, now that I think about it. Nerd. You might be Thawne. I know. Okay, that's enough Flash references for one podcast. Um, before I pass it over to our awesome guests, I will tell you that I am drinking again. Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, one of my favorite, if not my favorite bourbon that's out there. This is a private barrel selected for the Corona Cigar Company right here in Tampa, located right across from International Mall. Huge, huge private barrel selections over there. Also some really damn good cigars. So if you're in the Tampa area, it's called Davidoff, owned by the Corona Cigar Company right over International Mall. But that's enough for me. We're going to bring this out to one of my favorite cities that I've ever visited. And I've been there twice. I've loved it both times. We're going to go to Lexington, Kentucky. We've got Carrie and John with us, and they are from two actually completely different podcasts. So we'll start with Carrie. What? Ooh, we'll start with Carrie. How are you? What's in your glass? And tell me about girls' beer sports. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm doing great. I'm glad to finally be on the show. I know we've been going back and forth trying to get this hooked up for a little while, so I'm glad we finally made it happen. Right? It's been the last football <laughs> yeah. season is when we first started talking, so Right. It seems like a it seems like it's been a couple of months, but yeah, I'm glad we're finally we finally got it got it going. So yeah. Um I am I guess the showrunner, I'll say co host. I'm the main host. I have two other co hosts on Girls Beer Sports and it's uh three girls and uh it's a conversation with girls about beer and sports and whatever else because it's our show and we do what we want. So uh yeah, that's kind of our little tagline and trust me. We do what we want. <laughs> we yeah, got a lot of different stuff going on on that show, not just beer and sports. But to my right, sitting over here, uh, is my husband, who I did convince to be on a second podcast I started <laughs> uh, called Bourbon and Bad Opinions. And uh, that tagline is what, what, what? Oh my God, I've completely blanked on the tagline. <laughs> it's what we're drinking is better than <laughs> what we're right. thinking. And I made that one up <laughs> yeah. too. Um, so that one is me and John and three of our other friends who open a bottle of bourbon and talk about current event type topics, including sports. And you talk about herding cats. <laughs> yeah, that it's that, an entertaining that conversation. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're both pretty excited to be here. And that double double oaked is—is is it just oh, the double oak or is it double double? 
No, just the double. The double double is expensive. I, you can't get that down here. You can barely find a double oaked in Florida. Yeah, I think we have a double double floating around here somewhere in the bourbon room. Um, yeah, we're we're in the bourbon room, which is has a lot of bourbon. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, that double oak is is some really good stuff. It really Woodford's quickly becoming one of my probably my favorite. No, I can't say that. I love Four Roses, but Woodford's putting I, out some really good stuff. So I got to tell you what's in our glass. So we yes. are actually both drinking the same thing right now, although you may hear me um, later on the podcast reach over into the beer fridge, which is just to my left, which I can reach into without getting up out of my seat. Smart. And uh, pulling something out of the door. It's it's absolutely great. But this is uh, from Triptych Brewing in uh, Savoy, Illinois, and I thought it would be appropriate. It's called Chip It on the Green. It's a German-inspired Kolsch-type ale. And I think it is like four something percent, maybe somewhere in that area. Ooh, that actually sounds like a refreshing, like almost summer drink. Yeah, it is. It is. It I, it's got a really, really nice flavor on it. I think. Now, speaking of beer, you're not just a host of a podcast. I have been to your brewery or your tasting room. You guys have a fantastic selection over there at Fusion. Oh yeah. All right, good. Uh, we like to hear that. That's great news. <laughs> yes, yeah. We were we were yeah, down there yeah. for the uh, the we I met a buddy of mine up there for the Gator game last year, and I was really hoping the cats were going to pull it out because I hate the daggum Gators. Um, you and me both. Oh, you have no idea, my friend. I went to Florida State, so uh, my hatred runs deep for the University of Florida. And I know you've got a frequent listener that is a big Florida fan, so we'll we'll keep that off of this. Um, <laughs> No, but that Fusion Brewery is awesome. We we spent about an hour there. We were drinking a lot of different beers that you guys had. We were playing the, the life-size Jenga. We had a good old time. Well, great. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And, you know, Chris is... Chris has got a bunch more beer that he is his his brewed and put on draft and in bottles and in cans and and all kinds of stuff. We got all kinds of stuff going on down there. So hopefully you'll be able to get back up here soon. You know, I know even though it's the COVIDs or whatever, we're still open. <laughs> Yeah, by all means, we let's make that a call out. Um, you guys know in this show we talk about a lot of local breweries. Wherever you are local, find a local brew. Even if you have to go get a growler, go get a growler, fill, support them. Let's keep them open. Let's keep them around because the United States, this world itself, is a lot more interesting when there's some really damn good craft beer out there. I do not want to go back to drinking Coors Light, damn it. You got that right. <laughs> Neither here nor there. We're going to jump right into the show, and tonight we have got a team-up. Carrie is teaming up with Steven. Jeff and John are teaming up in a three podcast hodgepodge, we'll call it. And tonight's episode is literally all about alcohol and sports. And when I say sports, it's just the core four baseball, basketball, NHL, and the NBA. Whoa, no. Baseball, basketball, the NFL, and the NBA. We're going to start this off in a quiz that's only meant for our two guests. You're each going to lock in. It's either going to be one of two answers. And here is your category. It is a frisky whiskey quiz. I want you to tell me, are the following distilleries owned by a U.S. company or an international company? And this is meant to be a rather quick round. So I am going to read off the name of the distillery and you're just going to tell me U.S. or international. Are we ready to roll? Yes. All right. Distillery number one is Jim Beam. Are they owned by an American or an international company? And we'll start with John. International. Carrie? Yeah, it's international. 
Two points for each. Jim Beam is owned by the Suntory Holding Company headquartered in Japan. And I just realized this is a very bourbon-centric quiz, and you guys live in Kentucky, so you might know all of these, but number two is Bullet. We'll start with Carrie this time. Oh, man, I can't. uh, I'm going to say American. It's probably not right, but that's the answer I'm going with. John. I'm going to go U.S. Oh, no. Bullet Bourbon is held by a company called Diageo, which is uh, located in London. They are one of one of, if not the largest spirits distributors in the world. Number three, a bourbon you can't find anywhere in Florida. We're going to go with Buffalo Trace. And we're going to start with John. U.S. Carrie. I'm going international on this one. Buffalo Trace is owned by a company called Sazerac. It is a privately held company located down in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's owned by a billionaire and his family. The billionaire is by the name of William Golding. Um, don't know anything about him, but I do love Buffalo Trace. Actually, I don't love Buffalo Trace. I like Buffalo Trace, but I love Eagle Rare. So for what it's worth. Number four, Woodford Reserve. Carrie, we're going to start with you. I believe Woodford Reserve is international. And John? International. Woodford Reserve is a U.S. company. It's owned by Brown Foreman Corporation, the same company that owns Jack Daniels. See, I, I was I was thinking Brown Foreman, and I thought Brown Foreman was international, but uh, oh well. We drink it. You know, We don't know where exactly where it comes from. No, they distribute it internationally, but it's actually owned. It's an American company, thank God. Okay. So many of Got those you. distilleries out in Kentucky keep going overseas. Your last one is Four Roses. John, we'll start with you. International. Carrie? Yeah, I believe Four Roses is international. And that is correct. It is owned by Kieran Holdings Company in Japan. And that means we're coming out of our pregame. We have got a 6-4 to four lead for John and Jeff. And we're going to move into round one. So the way this works is simple. Each round has three questions. We have four rounds of trivia. There is one rebound for each team. The way the rebound works is simple. We are going to alternate back and forth. I will give you the three categories. If a team gets asked a question that you know the answer to, you can lock in your rebound. The only way you get to use your rebound, though, is if the other team gets the question wrong. Okay? If you lock in a rebound and they get the question right, you get your rebound back. When you elect to use your rebound, you need to write down your answer right then and there. You'll have to lock that answer in, and then we will go ask the other team the question. That way we know if the other team gets it right or wrong. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. All right. So round one, your categories are hockey, it's a dry place, and athletes. All right. And we're going to start ladies first. Carrie and Steven, which question would you like? What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, none of those are especially nice to me, so I'll defer to you. It's uh, whatever you feel like. (laughs) I'm going to say dry place. They're going with it's a dry place. Here is your question. What popular American liquor company is headquartered in a dry county? This distillery is the only place in Moore County where you can legally buy alcohol. Jeff and John, would you like to lodge your rebound? I, I don't think so. 
Jeff? Uh, I'm going to... Nah. Not worth it. No rebound has been lodged. Carrie and Steven talk it out. Oh, so you said Moore County. Is that correct? It's Moore County, yes. Yeah, so as you can probably tell by my beverage, I'm not a drinker. um, But I think Moore County might be where Jack Daniels is. Because uh, I know I've driven past the distillery a few times. I've never been there. But I think it's Moore County, Tennessee. Now that you say that, Stephen, I believe you are correct. I, I, I believe you are correct. Is that your final answer? That's, I think so. I think that's my final answer. Because I don't, out of the 120 counties in Kentucky, I don't believe there's a Moore County, Kentucky that I can think of. And that answer sounds correct to me, Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels is a correct answer. Nicely done. Okay. Glad someone picked up on the hint. (laughs) I'm glad (laughs) someone picked up on the hint that I did not give you the state. So that's awesome. Good job. All right. Jeff and John, do you want hockey or athletes? Yikes. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I mean, I can go either way. Um, yes, he can. I think. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's go with athletes. Sounds good. Here is your athlete's question. What popular athlete appeared in all of the following movies? The Game of Death, Airplane, and Forget Paris. Stephen... Carrie, would you like to lodge your rebound? I'm going to say, oh, Stephen, I think I know this, but I'm not sure I want to lodge the rebound on this one. Yeah, I'm kind of in that place, too. I know one of those films for sure, but I don't know about the other two. So do I, yeah. Okay, I, I think we're circling the same I'm, person. But um, but I'm not 100% sure if it's correct. So I'm, I'm going to say no, we don't want to use the rebound. Yeah, let's hold it till later. All right, rebound has not been lodged. Jeff and John talk it out. Can uh can I get the movies again real quick? Yes, please. Your three movies are The Game of Death, Airplane, and Forget Paris. So are you a big movie fan, Jeff? So the good thing is is I'm good at athletes. The bad thing is I'm terrible at movies. So he really swindled me here. Uh I'm trying to think. Airplane came out in what? Late? It was 70s, 70s early I think. 80s? The, 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 I know the movie Airplane, and the athlete I can think of off the top of my head is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I have never heard of oh. these other two movies. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was actually the only really line I think I had as well. Um, and I'm thinking if it's this early in the game, He's probably going to give us a fairly easy one. So I think we're pretty safe going with Kareem. That sounds good to me. It's the best I got. All right. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is what we're going with. They have locked in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that is a correct answer. Nicely done. Now, for our movie fans out there, if you have not seen Game of Death, um, it's a Bruce Lee classic, but there is like a seven-minute fight scene between Bruce Lee and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that you have to see. It's actually a really solid fight scene and it's, it's fabulous K- kareem abdul jabbar did an excellent job in that movie he did you did i wouldn't i would not have expected him to but he was uh, i guess him and uh bruce lee were really good friends too but nicely done to the gentleman 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a correct answer. We're going to question number three. This one goes over to Carrie and Steven, and your category is in hockey. I hope you're ready. Are we hockey fans? Uh, yeah, I, I watch, yeah. We're actually Pen- Penguins fans, so. Oh, and I almost liked you guys. Sorry, that's what everybody says when I tell them that. <laughs> I will say this: uh, there, then I, there's not. A, I won't tell you we're Steelers fans too. Yeah, oh well, yeah, you're you're probably Pirates fans too because that that entire area Guilty. flocks together. Guilty. And it, there is not there is not a city in the world with more sports pride than Pittsburgh. I will give them that. Here's your hockey question: As you may know, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Dallas Stars to bring the Stanley Cup to Florida to get itself a tan. Ooh. Name one of the teams that lost either the Eastern or Western Conference Finals to the Lightning or the Stars. A bonus five points if you can name both teams. John and Jeff, would you like to lodge your rebound? I've got one of the two. I got to think about it. Yeah, I think that that's good enough, though, right? Do we need both of them for the rebound? If you if no, if you want to give me one, that's fine. You just will not be getting the bonus points. I'm good with one. If you want to do the, if you want to use the rebound now. Yeah, let's use it. And that way, if they get it, we can get it back. All right, John, Sounds go good. ahead and write that down. Do not show it to your wife. I <laughs> cannot see it. I promise. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> Carrie and Steven, he's, talk it out. He, I'll tell you what, too, just real quick. He's competitive, and there's no way in hell he'd let me see it. I mean, he is super competitive. <laughs> you not worry. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I actually think that Tampa beat the Islanders. I think that, that I think they did. Dallas, I believe, beat. Oh, I can't think. I can't think of who they beat. Well, I happen to live when about there's... 15 minutes from the American Airlines Center uh, because I'm in Fort Worth, Dallas, and I can tell you it was the Army Black Knights or the Army Las Vegas Black uh, the... Knights. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> I had Black Knight. <laughs> Vegas Black Knights. Yes. Uh, yes, I bu- yes, that is. I I'm going with that. So they have locked in, if I heard correctly, the Islanders and the Vegas Black Knights. Is that right? Yes. And those are both correct answers. Jeff and John, you get your rebound back. Can I question the validity of the uh, answer there? Because they're not the Black Knights. Oh, my God, you're right. I wasn't going to point that out. You need to point that out. No, they they do not get the bonus points. They only get the 10. They are the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, I hate to be that guy. Oh, but yeah. I'm here. No, I don't want the points. You're right. They're the Golden Knights, and I am not a hockey person. So, <laughs> but in in fairness, their their no. their helmet kind of looks like no. arm. Yes, no. yes, yes. No. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> Your score is coming out of round one. It is twenty four to sixteen in favor of Carrie and Stephen. In round two. We're going to give two questions to Jeff and John, and here are your categories. Your categories are Mixers and Chasers, Fill in the Blank, and Oktoberfest. Which category would you like to go with first? Hmm. And you can feel free to talk the ad out, too. I don't like Fill in the Blank. That just scares me. Um... What do you feel about the other two? That could be an infinite number of options. Yeah, that's just too broad. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the other two? 50-50 shot. I honestly, I don't have a strong feeling either way. All right. Flip a coin. I like both, but I'm not sure how much I know about either. 
<laughs> well, I was born in October, so let's go with Oktoberfest. Sounds great. They're going with Oktoberfest, and here is your question. Germany's Oktoberfest is the world's largest beer and wine festival. It takes place every year starting in September. But what German city plays host to the festival? Stephen, Carrie, would you like to lodge a rebound? I would not. Yeah, I'm going to say not because I am absolutely 100% blanking on the name of the city. And I know this. I'm just, it's not in my brain right now. <laughs> it's all right. Jeff and John, talk it out. So, Do you know this one, Jeff? Yeah, I'm, I'm like 98% sure that this is Munich. Yeah, this that's happens. what I got. Yeah, so uh, Munich, I believe, is what we're locking in with. And they yep. have locked in with Munich. Munich, not just an epic Spielberg film. It is also a correct answer. Nicely done. It is a bucket list item for me, even though I don't speak German. I do enjoy beer and German beer specifically. So, uh, Jeff, you and I. Let's do it. Let's go. Steven, you can come be the DD. I'm sure they have hmm. Diet Mountain Dew over there. I believe they call it Das Mountain Dew, but sure. <laughs> Very true, my friend. Y'all could get into a beer fest type situation over there. Oh my I god. I would not be surprised. I no, I wouldn't either, but we would win. We would Oh, not for win. sure. We would not win. Oh, All right. Turn the boot. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Turn the My god, I got to watch that movie again. So great. All right, Steven and Carrie, do you want to go with mixers and chasers or fill in the blank? I'm thinking mixers and chasers, if that's good with you, Steven. Yeah, they were so terrified of fill in the blank, I absolutely want to make sure they <laughs> answer that one. So, Oh, some game theory coming into play. Here, so is, your, here is your uh, question for mixers and chasers. What popular soft drink was originally invented in 1940 as a chaser for whiskey? This worldwide brand now offers limited time retailer-specific brands with companies like Taco Bell, 7-Eleven, and KFC. Jeff and John, do you want to lodge a rebound? Uh, yes. All right, Jeff, go ahead and lock your rebound in. Let me know when you're locked, sir. Locked in. I'm sending it to you now. Waiting. Waiting. Typing hard. They have locked in their rebound. Carrie and Steven, talk it out. I actually think I know this, and I think it's Dr. Pepper, because I know Dr. Pepper was invented very, very, very far into the future after Coke and, Pep Coke and even Pepsi was in 1940. Well, see, uh, I don't know a lot about alcohol, but I do know a bit about soda. I am... Okay pretty certain this is Mountain Dew that the reason we call it Mountain Dew is because it goes with like moonshine whiskey okay alright yeah and then and then you've got you know your your Baja Blasts and all those oh, other that's true. Yeah, promotional that mountain, mountain Dews yeah, I guess. I'm even more confident now you're right okay yeah that makes sense I, I like that answer and so we're locking in with Mountain Dew yeah yes Jeff, I could see you getting a little apprehensive there. Oh, I was getting so excited. <laughs> but I know that there was no way Steven wouldn't get that. No, no. This game was written back when Mike was supposed to play, but I wasn't about to change the questions. It is, in fact, Mountain Dew. Nicely done. 
Jeff and John, you still have your rebound. Rebounds are still in play as we head into question number three in round two. Your category isn't fill in the blank. John and Jeff, this question is for you. This person threw seven no-hitters in his career, but won zero Cy Young Awards. This other person threw zero no-hitters in his career, but won seven Cy Young Awards. Name these two men. Steven and Carrie, do you want to rebound? Steven, I got literally nothing on for this, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I do enjoy sports, but I'm not a great sports historian. I, 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 I'm not going to use the rebound here. No rebound lodge. Jeff and John talk it out. So I, I'm feeling kind of uh, pretty lucky right now because I've just gotten super back into uh, baseball cards. Uh, obviously, they were huge in the 90s, and they've kind of made a comeback, um, and I've just dove right in. So because of that, I've been spending a lot of time looking up different players and finding out just the most random facts about all of these, and I've actually ran across this fact here lately. Thank God for that. The reason I know this is because a lot of people give this pitcher a lot of hate for some reason, and the other guy kind of deserves some of the hate. Uh, the first pitcher is Nolan Ryan, and the second pitcher, I believe, I'm like 98% sure, is Roger Clemens. Um who still is not in the hall, even though he won seven Cy Youngs, but maybe did a little of, uh, did a little bit of steroids. Those are my answers. I have no earthly clue, but I do <laughs> think that you're, based on my limited knowledge, your suggestions make sense to me, so I'm good with those. Very cool. They have locked in Nolan Ryan and Roger Clemens. And that is a correct answer. Nolan nice Ryan has seven no-hitters to his name and zero Cy Young Awards. Roger Clemens did throw a, com a complete game one-hitter in the playoffs one year. Never threw a no-hitter. Never, ever, ever threw a no-hitter. Meanwhile, Matt Garza has thrown a no-hitter. Edwin Jackson has thrown a no-hitter. And those are two players my Cubs have overpaid for years. I think Edwin Jackson might still be making money off that deal. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Well, I'm I have a kind of a funny story, a side story about Roger Clemens. So uh, our minor uh, league team here in Lexington is called the Legends, and they're a single-A club. And when Roger Clemens was on the comeback trail, he got signed by the Legends for like one game and pitched one game, and that was a huge deal. We got tickets. The whole thing was packed. And somebody fouled a ball off near where we were that Clemens had just pitched. I have seen John push old ladies out of the way for T-shirts, free T-shirts, and he would not push somebody out of the way to get this ball. Oh, no. Free T-shirts. It was a me. minor league game. I was trying to be nice to the children around me. There were reasons. <laughs> Plus, I hadn't been drinking that much. That much. Mm. It was not dollar that beer much. and dollar dog night at the ballpark, I can tell. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man, I can't wait for minor league baseball to come back. Dollar and beer, dollar dog night at the Thresher Stadium is one of my favorite things to do. Oh, if for nothing else than watching, the pe than watching people watching the game. Not even watching the game. Carrying six 12-ounce Bud Lights from the concession stand to their seat and dropping three of them. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right, Good your times. scores. Going into halftime... 
We have got a nail biter. It is 34 to 36. John and Jeff have a two point lead. Your halftime question is a matching game. You're going to match the celebrity to the liquor company they either currently or used to own. Your celebrities are Ryan Reynolds, George Clooney, Drake, and Conor McGregor. Your liquor brands are Virginia Black Whiskey, Casamigos Tequila, Proper 12 Whiskey, and Amer- sorry, Aviation Gin. Again, Ryan Reynolds, George Clooney, Drake, and Conor McGregor. Your liquor brands are Virginia Black Whiskey, Casamigos Tequila, Proper 12 Whiskey, and Aviation Gin. You guys are free to talk it out. And let me know okay. when you're locked in. So, how are you with your uh, celebrity liquors? Well, I'm, I'm certain that Ryan Reynolds owned Avi- Aviator Gin. Yeah. I'm certain of that. Uh, any of the others you know off the top of your head? I think, by process of elimination, I wasn't sure on Drake, but I know Clooney has Casamigos. And yep. I'm quite certain Conor McGregor is proper 12. That's what I had to, yep. And it only leaves Drake with Virginia Black. Yep. That's what I came up with. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite certain of those. I'm, I'm certain of two of the four. I think you're right about the proper 12 and McGregor. That just makes sense. Yeah. And then it leaves us with one on each category. So I think it's, I think it's it. Very good. I think we're good. Right. While they're talking, John, so beer... Sorry, bourbon and bad opinions. Yeah. I will admit I have not I have listened to Girls Beer Sports. I have not listened to your show, although I am adding it onto my list today. How, it's, um, talk to me about that. She gets irritated because it's it's four guys and Carrie, and she kind of <clears throat> she leads the show, but she also we've done it for um Lord, I don't know, seventy some episodes. We do one every every two weeks. So it's been a few years we've been doing it. Uh, we've had some opportunities to try some really good bourbon. We've had some really bad bourbon as well. Any pappy uh, yet? We, uh, no, no, we haven't had that. It's you'll probably hear some some hot pappy takes on the show throughout the the years. It's, is it uh, it's overpriced, uh, overrated, overpriced. Yeah, <laughs> it's we were we were back in the pappy game, um, probably two thousand two. Uh, it was one of those things where. For years, we would we're Kentucky football fans. You have to have bourbon to tolerate that. So for years, we would go and there were years we'd get squat bottles for thirty dollars. Those uh, the slope shouldered squat bottles of Pappy Ten and that kind of thing, and you'd take it to tailgate, and that's what we mixed with Coke and drank like <laughs> idiots. And um, oh yeah, like we look back now and I'm like, that was just the dumbest thing you could have done. But there was one year, it was 2012, I drove around. We, you kind of got the cycle as to when the deliveries were made around town. Mm-hmm. And I was off that day, so I drove around and I followed the truck. And I bought them up wherever they were because there, no, there was none of this allocation or anything like that. And they were still like $50 a pop. Um, so I decided I was going to sock them away only because one of our friends, every time he came to the tailgate, he would just drink it blindly. And I'm like, okay, it, it's not great whiskey but it's not cheap so stop drinking my whiskey <laughs> so um 
we socked some of them away and thankfully now i have have a few of those held back which i try occasionally and it's it's amazing how much better it was even eight years ago than it is now um but it's we we go through on the show we go through some general topics we normally get sidetracked on something or another and we go down various rabbit holes mm-hmm. there's uh some sports heat there's some bourbon heat one of the one of the guys is really into um a lot of the barrel picks that some of the some of the groups do yeah um, i'm into those so too. he's yeah he's he's opened our eyes to some of those things he also has kind of pushed our palates so in the time that we've since we started this uh, we were i mean we were probably drinking anything any of the buffalo trace stuff but anything that was hazmat over 100 120 we were kind of like ah oh, that's too much for us now we've gotten to the point where anything below 100 is kind of weak and not very good so it's been bad in that regard because now we're we're sort of proof whores when it comes to this thing at least i've gotten to that point so you are that's not uh that's not the the greatest outcome but it's a fun show we talk about a variety of topics and it um like i said the the tagline really is good it's most of the time the bourbon's better than what we're thinking but (laughs) sometimes we've had some really bad stuff I'll throw this out there. Um, Jeff and I are both avid bourbon fans, so if you ever need someone else to uh, to kind of jump on, we are happy to, uh, cool. to come on over. Um, this, but lots of bad opinions, though. Oh, We're yeah. definitely good in that regard. Oh, definitely. Hey. Definitely. Um, but I, I believe, have to ask. Believe have, me. No. The, Here she goes. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like herding cats. That's all I'm going to say. As a Florida State fan, I have to ask. Last season, after we let go, justly let go Willie Taggart. I want to put that out there. Justly let go Willie Taggart. Was there any concern in Lexington that we would hire Mark Stoops? 100%. I was worried. Do you want to keep it, Mark Stoops? Yeah, yeah I, I like Stoops. Stoops, Stoops um, he's, he started, he had a plan. The whole idea was he was going to get Kentucky and build us for defense. And that's, I, I like football for the defensive side in the SEC, that's something we need. We tried the air raid gimmick. We tried really well. Joker Phillips didn't try anything, but <laughs> we tried retread old men. We tried young people. We tried air raids. We've tried everything, and it's we even hired Alabama's coach away one time and Bill Curry, and I sat through that for many more years than I care to admit. But it um, Stoops actually once he he sort of weathered the storm in his fourth year. Yep. Then we got to the point where. There was a lot of concern because it, to me, I was very concerned because I thought if if he does leave for Florida State, I can't begrudge him that. But how in the hell are we going to maintain any of the progress we've made? So then we start. I mean, I was already starting to worry about who we were going to get and can we pry Luke, Luke Fickle out of Cincinnati to try to keep the defensive mindset and some of the Ohio recruits together. But it, uh, luckily, we didn't have to cross that bridge. But it's it's a weird feeling as a Kentucky football fan to be worried that your coach is going to leave voluntarily and not as part of a buyout or death or that kind of thing. I mean, that's normally at, how at this point, we're, we're still looking at buyouts. Uh, we have not had a good football season. So, yeah. Stephen, Stephen, how have you stayed sober throughout watching us play us lose embarrassingly to Georgia Tech and then get blown out the doors blown off of Miami? I don't know how you can't drink watching that. So here's the thing. Uh, I also follow UCF. So like what I do is I listen to the Florida State podcast. And then right before I'm ready to slip my wrist, I listen to UCF podcast and the world seems great again. 
<laughs> that's pretty smart. Brings you back off the cliff. That's that right. Like well, that. you know what? Bobby Bowden's still alive. That's all I'm saying. Don't even get me started on how we treated Bobby Bowden. Don't. I, yeah, I, it was okay. So real quick, I got to tell you this story. So then. Pissed. So I'm still pissed off. We 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 had gone to. We were on the way. No, we were on the way to Ole Miss to see Kentucky play Ole Miss, and we had stopped in Florence, Alabama, because um, some of our friends lived there, and we were at this hotel. Well, at the time, Terry Bowden was coaching Auburn, North yeah. Alabama. Oh, no. oh, wow! And his and I'm a huge Terry Bowden fan. Like it just it's this weird thing. Before he started coloring his hair, <laughs> yeah. So his, <laughs> we we get to the we get to the hotel, and it says there's a big sign that says his radio show is going to be in the hotel. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! So our friend Dan, who's a little crazy, starts talking to these boosters in the bar and they're like would you like to meet terry and we're like are you serious and they're like yeah we'll go we'll go downstairs and we'll meet him so we go downstairs with these follow these guys downstairs and he's terry's at the bar getting him a drink and uh you know these guys are like hey these people would like to meet you and we had our uk stuff on and he comes over and he's like oh hey how you doing blah blah blah, blah. and we start talking and he asks us this, this question, John. Well, he, yeah, because he started and he said, so where are you going? And he said, oh, you're probably going to Ole Miss for that game. And we're like, yeah, we're headed down there. And he said, yeah, it's, it's a great place to go. I think he said that he had, he'd been there at some point. He'd been to Mississippi or he'd, he liked, I, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he said, he'd, we talked about uh, SEC cities we'd been to. And he said, yeah, we've been to a couple of those. But he said, uh, my dad took us, took us a lot of times those things. And he said, of course, Florida State, they always have a great tradition, but you know that uh, that whole thing kind of ended well. That didn't end well. And they did they, something like they did my dad dirty or something they like did. that. And then he just he paused and he looked at all of us and we went. He and said we, something real cryptic. He's like, "Well, well," and you know how that turned out. Yeah, or you know how they and did I was my like, dad. Yeah, that was bad. And we all looked at him for a split second and we all said, "Yeah, man, that was terrible." And he was like, "You're damn right, it was terrible." <laughs> um. So I went to Florida State. That's where I went to college. Uh, Stephen used to come up. I think feel like Stephen. I feel like you were there every damn weekend. Um, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, it was just bullshit. It's uh, and I, I, I'm ashamed to admit I was one of those one of those saying maybe it's time for him to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were a bad team, but like what we have now is a really bad team. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I wouldn't give for one more season for for Bobby to coach one more season. I really don't. I will say this. I was at Stephen. Did you go with us to the Gator Bowl that year? No, I haven't been to a Gator Bowl. No. So, well, his last game was the Gator Bowl. Was it twenty? I think it was two thousand nine. The Gator Bowl against West Virginia, which is his first major coaching gig, it was West Virginia. That was emotional. I, I love that man. I with unbridled. I own every book he's ever written. I love that man. I lived and breathed uh, Bobby Bowden football when I was at Florida State. Genuinely classy guy. Stood by his kids till the very end. He got a bad reputation for it too, but he stood by his kids to the very end. I loved, I love, love, love Bobby Bowden. But that's not what we're here for. I'm sorry. Your halftime question was match these celebrities with the liquor company they either currently or formerly used to own. Ryan Reynolds, George Clooney, Drake, and Conor McGregor. And your liquor was Virginia Black Whiskey, Casamigos Tequila, Proper 12 Whiskey, and Aviation Gin. I'm going to read off the celebrity. You tell me who owned that company. And we're going to start with Ryan Reynolds. Carrie and Steven, what did you say? Aviation Gin. Four points. Aviation Gin is correct. Uh, Jeff and John, what did you say? 
We also said the correct answer. I, I was there listening to their conversation. I know they were correct. I am. I've got to stop drinking, so I'm going to push the. I'm not going to push the bourbon away. Right. Stop drinking, meaning finish the glass. Oh yeah, Jeff and John. What did you say for George Clooney? We had Casamigos for George Clooney. Stephen and Carrie. We actually also had that for Clooney, too. Mm-hmm. Casamigos Tequila is a correct answer. He has made a crap ton of money on Casamigos Tequila. Mm-hmm. And Tequila and I had one bad night. I will never drink it again. And George Clooney could not change my mind. Number three is the most famous person from Canada ever, Drake. Stephen, Carrie, what did you say? We said Virginia Black Whiskey. And Jeff and John. We had Virginia Black as well. Wow, everyone's ace in the halftime. That means number four is correct as well. Conor McGregor, though, just for kicks and giggles. Jeff and John, what did you say? Proper 12. Stephen and Carrie. Proper 12. And you all have aced the halftime. Your score is heading into the third round, 56 to 54. Jeff and John clinging to a two-point lead. Your round three categories, I will tell you, because your pregame and your halftime were both liquor-themed, round three is all sports-related. We're going to compensate a little bit. Your categories are records you may not want to be known for, the NBA, and opening day. Steven and Carrie, you get to pick the first category. What do you want to go with? What do you think, Steven? Uh, baseball would be my strongest sport there, so opening day is probably best for me. Let's do that. Here is your opening day question. What Major League Baseball team's 2020 opening day lineup consisted of three different second-generation stars? In fact, all three of their fathers were multi-time All-Stars. Jeff and John, do you want to rebound? Yes, we would, please. Okay, send me over that rebound answer. No extra points for naming the players? No. Damn. All right, their rebound is locked in. Steven and Carrie, talk it out. Steven, honestly, I got nothing on this. I'm glad we don't have to name the players because I would have no clue. Um, It may have steered us wrong with the category here. The category was aptly named, just throwing that out there. The category was aptly named. That's fine. Um. The difficulty of the question yeah, is my objection. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really, really glad we don't have to name the players because uh, <laughs> that would be bad. So you want the, the you want the teams, correct? Just want the, it's one team. I just want the one team. Okay, one the one team uh, on twenty in twenty twenty opening day. Yes. Good news is we have a one in thirty chance of hitting this. Uh, what do you got, Stephen? Because uh, honestly, I got nothing. Well, I can tell you it's not the Cubs, so we'll leave it down to 29. Um, I would just... Red Sox? What? Red Sox? I mean, I have no clue. Uh, so if you feel something in the Red Sox tickling in the back of your mind, like you might have heard something about this, I'm all for the Red Sox. I mean, you know, I'd say the Astros, but I don't think that garbage can was an all-star. Um, True. Got him a lot of wins. <laughs> It did. I'm not sure if it had little garbage cans, though. Did it? It might have. Um, yeah, I, I'm, the Red Sox is the first team that popped into my head, and I honestly have zero basis for that 
at all, like none. Um, I know that they all should be ashamed of themselves if the Red Sox is the answer. This is true. If you feel like the Red Sox, I'm willing to go with that because I have no clue. Sure, let's go with that. They have locked in the Red Sox. Unfortunately, that is not a correct answer. Jeff and John, you did lock in your rebound. What did you say? Uh, we went with the team of Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who all play for the Blue Jays. Bo Bichette, whose father, Big Daddy Dante Bichette, was a four-time All-Star. Kevin Biggio, the son of Craig Biggio, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., are all, in fact, Toronto Blue Jays, and we're all on their opening day roster. That is a correct answer, and that is 10 points stolen for John and Jeff. All right, so round three, no points there for Steven and Kerry, 10 points for John and Jeff, and it is John and Jeff's turn to choose. Do you want to go with records you may not want to be known for or the NBA? Well, if I'm going to be honest here, I'm probably much weaker in the NBA than anything. I'm in the same boat. Well, I think we're going in the right direction. So let's go with the records you may not want to be known for. Round three, your question is records you may not want to be known for. This legendary college running back set a record in 2017 he does not want to be known for. In 2017, he finished as the first non-quarterback to finish an NFL season with at least 10 carries for negative yards. Who is this former Buffalo Bill? Steven and Carrie, do you want to lodge a rebound? Uh, yeah, I can definitely rebound this one. Steven, okay, send yeah. me your answer. I think I can't. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. Are you texting or Facebooking just so I have the right app up? Uh, texting. texting. There it is. Okay, their rebound is locked. Jeff and John talk it out. Uh, so this was a 27 NFL record? 2017 NFL yeah. record? Okay. That's what he said. Uh, probably not Thurman Thomas. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't think Thurman Thomas ever had negative oh, rushing yards, man. but neither here nor there. Yikes. Uh, I'm trying to think who was. Um, Who's on the Bills then? Uh, Got to be younger guys, I imagine. That's what I'm thinking, but I I couldn't tell you Buffalo who's on the, Bill. the Bills roster. Oh, no. I'm much better at baseball. <laughs> Um. Oh, what's his name? Wasn't the one guy that used to play in New England? Didn't he end up on the Bills for a little while? It sounds familiar that there was a, a dude that went from the Patriots to the Bills, but I just and, and he played for the Bucks too, and I should know his name, but I just cannot think of it right now for some reason. Oh man. Ah, uh, this is going to make me angry. Corey Dillon's the only person I can think of that played for the Patriots that left. But I don't think that's... And the weed... I think the weed fit, I can't recall specifically. But I'll go out on a limb and say yes. 
I don't know. It's the best I got. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of two different people. It's not the guy that got in trouble for weed. It's... No, it's the guy that's on them now. What's... No. I don't know. I'm just going to have to... I'm going to have to pass. I got nothing. Can't even think of a name. I'm going to be so angry. I know I'm going to be angry. Oh, well. Well, we stole one, so I'm feeling pretty comfortable there. I got nothing. Let's lock in with uh, Michael Jordan. (laughs) You sure you don't want to lock in with the, the name that your partner gave you? Corey Dillon? Yeah, let's let's lock in with that. That seems better. They have locked in with the legendary college running back Corey Dillon. And unfortunately, Corey Dillon is not a correct answer. So Steven has already sent me his answer, and I will tell you his answer is correct. If I had said he was a quote-unquote former Heisman Trophy winner, would that have helped? I mean, no. Technically, he was a former Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, asterisk. There's an asterisk there. It is Kim Kardashian's ex, Mr. Reggie Bush. Ah. 10 points for Carrie and Steven as they get their steal. Jeff, I think the person you're trying to think of is LeGarrette Blunt. Yes. Oh, it is who I was thinking of. Yes. He's the yes, one that, that just like, sucker, not, I don't want to say sucker punch because he accused the Oregon offensive lineman of using a racial slur, but yep. he cold cocked that guy and he went down yeah. like a sack of flour. Wasn't that yeah, with that a is... helmet too? No, it was, it was like, I think it was during the after game handshakes, wasn't it? Like, I think he just walked oh. over and just punched him square in the I jaw. I think you're right. I do remember that now. Yeah. Oh man, LeGarrette Blunt. And the Bucks let him go for nothing. They just cut him. Although I'm a Bucks fan, so like that's par for the course. They cut their good players. Ask Derek Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, uh, did I miss something here? Was the year 2017? That was the year he was in the NFL, not the year he won the Heisman. In 2017, Reggie Bush finished, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was 10 carries for negative six yards. He did have something along the lines of like 44 yards uh, receiving. But for rushing, the only running back to finish an NFL season with at least 10 carries and negative yardage. Actually, I think he had 12 or 16 carries, something along there. But Reggie Bush was your answer. He's not. That was 2017. I mean, in 2017. Yeah, Yeah. I thought he was way older than that. Steven and Kerry pick up the points. And it's actually their turn and their question is in the NBA. Shit. I should not have saved my longest question for the third round, but here we go. Round three, your question's in the NBA for Carrie and Steven. The 1992 Foot Locker Slam Fest was an NBA dunk contest featuring non-NBA players, including Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Michael Irvin, and Florida State's own Deion Sanders. And that's just to name a few. It was won by what NBA track and field star? Coincidentally, his son that shares his name is a current NBA player. For five bonus points, what team does his son currently play for? But all I'm asking you right now is to tell me what is the name of this gold medalist? 
Jeff and John, do you want to rebound? I don't think I have anything here. Any idea? I no. I I'm trying to think, but I can't think of it now. I guess we'll have to pass. No rebound has been locked in. It is up to Steven and Carrie to talk it out. So gold medal track stars. Yeah, because I have Carl, no clue. Probably not, Car- fast, probably not so. Carl Lewis's kid. Um, it'd be Carl Lewis's grandkid, maybe, but not his kid. I don't know. How familiar are you with the NBA? Is there a player of note that's a junior right now? Can we work to it from that? Oh, man, I'm not. Unless it's a Kentucky player, honestly, I've got a, not a whole lot for the NBA um, in terms of, like, current knowledge, uh, to tell you the truth. And I'm pretty sure that there are no Kentucky players' fathers currently playing who were track stars who won the 1992 Slam Dunk Contest in the All-Star Game. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I don't know, like, oh, who's the hurt? No, who's the hurdler? Who is the hurdler from Kentucky? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, man, I, Carl Lewis is the only thing I can think of right now, and I'm pretty sure that's not right. Uh, I mean, I, I have absolutely no clue. I don't follow the NBA, and I don't follow '90s track, so. Yeah, you know, I've I've watched every Olympics, but you kind of like it's every four years, so you kind of forget about who won after you know two weeks after it's over, right? Yeah. So you know what? Okay, let's just go with Carl Lewis. What yeah, okay, hell? I'm fine with that. They have locked in Carl Lewis. Unfortunately, uh, you guys got the hardest question of the night. If you can't tell, uh, Carl Lewis is not a correct answer. The correct answer is a gentleman by the name of Mike Conley Sr. His son, Mike Conley Jr., played last season for the Utah Jazz. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have never gotten there. Nope. Never in a million. We could have sat here for four hours and I would have never gotten that. <laughs> Heading into round four, your scores are 66 points for Jeff and John, 64 points for Carrie and Steven. And round four is going to feature... Two questions for Jeff and John. One question for Carrie and Steven. And your categories are beer, a game we can't legally call the Super Bowl, and beer and college go together. Jeff and John, you're picking first this round. Which question do you want? Well, we've got two relatively beer-related questions and a uh, big game question. Yes, yes, the, the the big game question. The large event question. Um, I, I mean, I feel uh, equally moderate towards all these, so uh, whatever you feel best with. I, I don't feel strongly in any direction. Um, maybe the beer in college. Beer in college? Okay, let's do it. Here is your beer in college question. What Ivy League school has an unofficial mascot called Keggy the Keg? It was launched in 2003 by the Jack-O-Lantern, a college humor magazine. You guessed it. Keggy the Keg is an 
anthro Jesus Christ, I should not have left this question for last. Anthropomorphic keg with eyes, a nose, a mouth, arms, and legs. I'm looking for the Ivy League institution that has this as an unofficial mascot. I just actually recently had a discussion with my wife about college magazine newspaper things. Um, I think relating to the last recording, if I'm right, Chris. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking about this, and I think that we talked about this one. Now, if I admit that and then don't recall which one she was saying it was, we'll be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I cannot think of it. I, I feel like I've seen it for something, but Jack and Lantern, I was trying to think if that makes sense with any other, like if their real mascot makes sense or if the name makes sense with a Jack and Lantern. Nobody has a pumpkin. I don't think anyone's big pumpkin farms in the area. Keggy, Cornell. That's probably because I was just watching The Office. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was thinking too, but I don't I don't know. It was actually what I was Well, let's see. What what are other What are the other Ivy League? Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Brown, Dartmouth. Columbia, Penn. Well, if that was a question, I think we did pretty good. Let's change the yeah. question, Chris. I was I was hoping. <laughs> um, so uh, Princeton, you said Princeton, uh-huh. I think, or it came to my mind. So Princeton, the closest I can get is orange and black. Uh huh. But I got nothing. Maybe it's a Halloween. It, I'm trying to think of the jack lantern. For some reason, I've I've seen that or. I've seen reference to that, but I cannot think of who it was. And maybe my pumpkin thought was not the right direction. Maybe it's a color thing. And then I get, I don't know. So I like your color thinking. What, uh, let's think colors. Are any of these colors, are any of these colors related to orange? The only one I can think of is, is Princeton that's orange and black. Because Harvard obviously is crimson, Yale's blue, Penn is red, white, and blue, Cornell's red, Dartmouth is green. Um, Man, you know your Ivy League stuff. <laughs> watch a lot of bad, um, a lot of bad football. <laughs> um, I think that might be at least a logical track to go down. Um, because why else would a uh, college name their magazine the Jack O' Lantern? Well, that's a good question. Why else would they name their magazine the Jack-O-Lantern? Damn it. I hate logic into questions. I'd just rather know them. It's much it's much more um it's much less stressful when you just know them. <laughs> but right? but does that make for good podcast content? Well, of course Who not. knows? <laughs> that's the only oh. thing I can think of is because I, I don't I, I'm not gonna remember who I'm not gonna remember the Jack Lantern. I, I can't I can't think of that. So my thoughts, Cornell, but I like Princeton now that I think about it, the color thing. I don't know. Well, so if I'm going to be honest, my first thought went to Cornell too, but it also went to, I think Cornell because of Andy Bernard and the office and yeah. So, but I like the Princeton color scheme thing. So I think we just go with whichever one you feel more comfortable. 
the Princeton thing makes more sense than the Cornell thing. Um, I'm going to go with Princeton. All right. Locking in with Princeton. They have locked in with Princeton University. Unfortunately, that is not a correct answer. All that work. Come on, Chris. And I I feel bad because I've now written two trivia trivia questions about this university in the past uh, month or so. It is also the only Ivy League school that does not refer to itself as a university, only as a college. It is, ironically, not even ironically, actually literally the pride of New Hampshire. It is Dartmouth College. Carrie and Steven, your categories are beer or a game we can't legally call the Super Bowl. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, Because... I feel like I could probably do the beer question, maybe. Um, You know, I'm Super Bowl. My Super Bowl knowledge is decent. I don't know, Stephen. What what, what are your thoughts? Well, I completely messed this up the last time, so I'm just going to defer to you because I'm not great at beer, and I don't know what he means by not legally the Super Bowl, so I'm not inclined either way. All right. Let's go with a beer one. They're going with the category of beer. Here is your beer question. What publicly traded beer company was late to the IPA craze, but somehow still landed the best-selling IPA of 2014, despite this beer just launching earlier this year? Hmm. 2014 was late to the IPA thing. I'm trying to think of which, which, what big brewery... Oh, you know what? It may be a can that I'm looking at on my table currently, uh-huh. which is Sam Adams. Um, they're a huge brewery. Uh, they, you know, they made their their specialty is the their flagship is the Samuel Adams Lager, which is not an IPA. They do a pretty good Oktoberfest. Um, but yeah, I think that they were late to the IPA game. I'm actually gonna go. I Stephen, I think it's Sam Adams. You sound extremely confident, and I know nothing, so I am going to put my hope upon your shoulders. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I could be totally, completely wrong, and I could be missing a big beer company that was late to the IPA game. All the big uh, big ones that I know that aren't, you know, like Coors doesn't have an IPA, uh, you know, InBev doesn't have an, you know, Budweiser Bud doesn't have an IPA. Um, so, yeah, Sam Adams. I'm going to say Sam Adams. They have locked in Sam Adams, and you picked up on my hint. Um, IPA is not typically known to the bigger beer distributors, but to the craft beer scene, the IPA is the best-selling beer on the market. Uh, The answer is, in fact, the Boston Beer Company, or more specifically, Samuel Adams. I will accept either. And the beer is actually the Rebel IPA, was the number one-selling IPA of 2014, if you think about it, it actually makes sense because they did have US-wide distribution at that point in time. They were one of the few. And that Rebel IPA, I will say, is a pretty solid IPA. It's just funny because I reached over into the beer fridge and uh, pulled out their New England IPA. And so, you know, technically not cheating. I had no idea the question before no. I grabbed the beer. And that IPA was not the answer. The answer was the Rebel IPA. So good good job. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got to ask, though, being that I am a Tampa, Florida native, have you had the Cigar City Highlight IPA? I 
I have not had the highlight. I have had oh. a couple of other offerings from Cigar City. I think they're a fabulous brewery. Uh, we we they do distribute up here. Um, so yeah, I have had some of their stuff. It's pretty good. If you get a chance to have their highlight, I don't drink I don't drink IPAs. I'm not a fan, but their highlight is actually really good. So is their Maduro Brown. But Jeff, you're a highlight fan, right? Yeah, I mean, when I want an IPA, that's what I'll get. Cigar City, yeah, you heard it here look, first. I'll look for it up here for sure. All right, we are over to Jeff and John, and your question, the final question of the main game, is in a game we can't legally call the Super Bowl. Here is your question. There are four teams that have lost at least four Super Bowls. Two of those teams have never won a Super Bowl. The other two have won multiple times. Name three of these four teams. Okay. One moment. Getting a beer. You know the rule. Tell us what you're drinking. What's in your glass? Well, I've just finished my bottle of Simi, and now I need to move on to uh, this dirty little freak I've got here from Duclaw Brewing Company. I've heard that's phenomenal, though I've never actually tasted it myself. How is it? Oh, it's it's... It's amazing. Yeah. Feel free to talk out your answer, though, because this is a podcast. Oh, well, we also talk about drinks here. So I've also, yeah, well, see, I've un- I've unknowingly violated the rules already. The triptych oh, no. my half was good. Uh, the Mad Tree Koru, a New Zealand, New Zealand-style lager, that was good. Uh, the Voodoo <laughs> Ranger IPA, experimental IPA, that was good. I like the Voodoo Ranger, now, actually. I do like I, that. It, it's It's good stuff. I really enjoy the Sam Adams uh, New England IPA, but I'm kicking myself for the fact I finished my third beer too quickly because then the answer was on the table. So oh. I'll take all the uh, heat for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys need the question again? I know we took a little detour there. If you wouldn't mind. There are four teams that have lost at least four Super Bowls. Two of those teams have never won a Super Bowl Two of those teams have won multiple. Name three of those four teams. All right. Well, I'm confident about one. Okay. And that's got to be this running line that he's put into this game somehow. And it's got to be the Buffalo Bills. That's exactly right. That's the first one I had down. (laughs) Hey, you're good at putting a uh, a throughput. Uh, I'm sure it's... Yeah, I'm sure it's the Bills. Four Super Bowls. Lost four Super Bowls. So somebody that's been four times as a loser. That's the part that's getting me. Um, I know it's it's nobody from the AFC North. The Bengals haven't been there that many times. Lost a number of times, but not enough appearances. Okay, I've got one, and I think it's based purely on appearances. But what about the Patriots? Ooh. I mean, they've lost. That would make sense because they've lost. I mean, they've lost. gone there a lot and they've won a lot, but they've also lost. I mean, I'm thinking I know of That's at least three. Okay. that I'm trying to think of teams that have been there multiple times. Um, I keep thinking Dallas, but I don't think it's. I can't. I can't. I don't think they've lost four. What about, uh, I don't know, Dallas is actually, 
I don't know. They haven't made it in so long that yeah, it's been a minute. What about uh, I'm thinking older um, the Dolphins? I know they've been a few times, but have they won? They they have won, definitely. I'm trying to think though that the losing four that's what's throwing me off. I'm trying to think old like you you pointed out to go old school and it, I'm thinking about those so like like the Kansas City Chiefs the Packers like in the way back in the beginning I don't think the Chiefs were there the Packers were good I don't know about the I, I've written down the Eagles but I'm not sure that they've I know they've lost a, a number of well a couple of times but I can't I don't know about four I'm not sure Rich Kotite was the the answer there and Philly. Mm. I'm trying to think about the teams that have just been a lot. Uh, what about what about Broncos? Oh, now that's I think that may be right. Because didn't they lose a couple yes. to Patriots too? Dan Reeves. Oh, back then, yeah. Um, if you think about that, I th- that's a good call, I think. Okay. Four, six, Okay, so we feel good about we we know Bills, and two that have never won. So one of those would be the Bills. The Broncos have won post. Broncos have won. So and that would we feel good about still fit. Feel good about Patriots, right? I do. Okay, so Bills, Patriots, and that would be our maybe, two that two that have won. Broncos. So now we get to think of somebody that's never won. So couldn't be Green Bay at that point. No. Um, who else hasn't won? Cincinnati's never won. Cleveland's never won, but neither were there that many times. The Jets have won. The Dolphins have won. Packers have won. Chicago's won. Minnesota, have they ever won? The Purple People Leaders? I don't know if they won or not. Oh, actually. I don't think they have won. I don't. Have they been that many times, though? I don't think they've been that much. Although we, I mean, we got to put them on the list though because they haven't. I don't think they've won. I mean, how many teams haven't won though? Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to think of. How Cowboys Cowboys have won, so that counts them out. Washington's won. 49ers have won. Who else is in the NFC North? Packers, Chicago, Minnesota. I don't know why you keep yeah. looking at me. I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> you know what? You're the only person <laughs> the Chargers. You know what? What about the Chargers? Um. Or the, I'm trying to think. I'm just now getting to the West Coast. So like Chargers, Rams, in either iteration, San, St. Louis or West Coast, whatever well, the, the Rams are. Well, so I, I lived in St. Louis, and they won a handful of times. I oh, um, see so you're right. They're gone. Uh, but actually, Chargers, I don't know that they have. And I feel like they've been. I think that was the whole thing. What's his name? Never won, though quarterback that didn't win it's always on tv droning on <laughs> uh. um okay i i i would feel comfortable putting that on the list with the chargers you think yeah out of everything we've said I think that makes sense because I know they had good teams. What is that dude's name? Dan something. But anyway, they had good teams. And I know he never won a Super Bowl. He was one of the better 
I'm not mistaken, he's one of the better quarterbacks who never, never won. But it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that would fit the mold too as to who. Yeah, I, that would give us the two and two. Two teams I think did not win. Yeah. I mean, I'm comfortable locking in if you are at this point. I'm good with that. All right, so we're locking in with Bills, Patriots, Broncos, and Chargers. You only need to lock in with yep. three. So definitely Bills. Definitely Bills. I feel definitely Patriots. Okay. So I feel good about Bills and Patriots. You're going to Bills, Patriots. Okay. I'm... Uh, I'm trying to convince myself that the Chargers feels right, but I think you're right about the Broncos because the Broncos would have gone and lost until they changed those uniforms. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine they went through the the Elway and the Manning years. Yes. And it, so I know that they went a lot. I think they were there. It was always an advantage to go to Maha in the playoffs, and, and it hurt the visitors. And I I really feel like they were there. And they had to change those uniforms to finally win. And I think that's it. <laughs> All right. So you feel good about Broncos? I I feel better about Broncos than I do about the Chargers. Yeah, it did take us a while to get to Chargers. So, um, All right, then. Bills, Patriots, Broncos. They've gone with the Bills, the Patriots, and the Broncos. We're going to start from the beginning here. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. The Bills is a correct answer. They lost, I believe, four in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Poor Jim Kelly, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, just never won a Super Bowl. Uh, With five losses as well is the New England Patriots. And now we come to two or uh, one team each. One has five losses and a couple of wins. The other has four losses and zero wins. The four losses with zero wins is the Minnesota Vikings. And the team that's got five losses and I believe three wins, if I'm not mistaken, one with Peyton Manning, two with John Elway. It is the Denver Broncos. Ten points to John and Jeff. So here's an interesting statistic. As we head into the wager round, your scores are 76 to John and Jeff, the 74 to Stephen and Carrie. Here is how your wager round is going to work. I am going to give you three categories. We have three questions. You get to choose, and you can wager up to however many points you have in any way, shape, or form on these three questions. You're going to wager them on the categories alone. Stephen and Jeff, I'm going to ask that you send me your wagers based on the individual category. Your categories are baseball, the NFL, and beer. Again, baseball, NFL, and beer. Okay, so we've got all of our scores in. Question number one, your category is in baseball. Here is your question. What former Blue Jays ace had seriously bad luck? Four times in his professional career, he had no hitters going into the ninth inning and lost four of them. 
In fact, I will tell you this. In 1988, he had back-to-back starts with no hitters going into the ninth with two outs and two strikes and lost both of those no hitters. Thankfully, in 1990, he would finally throw a no hitter. Who is this former Blue Jays ace? All right, 90s. So that's um, while I was young and would not have known this happened, it's actually the prime uh, amount of baseball cards that I have. Because they just made way too many that year. Was there? Uh, did you have any ideas over there, John? I, well, I'm trying to think. It so he failed no hitters, and then he got one finally in 1990. I, I hate to leave you stranded, but I got nothing on this one. No, but you got some good bourbon behind <laughs> you, so that's a good sign. Is that when they were good? They went to the. I don't remember if they went to the. Um, I think that was around the time they were good, and then just after that is when they were they had the uh, the World Series runs. Okay, I want to say that was ninety two, ninety three, ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Okay, uh, just before the strike. So I mean, it was it was on the precipice of them making their good runs. So I'm trying to think. Um, I wish I had gone through more cards today. Uh, <laughs> I think that's when Wells came about. But I'm not sure that he was an ace back then yet. Um, David Wells, that is. Um, I'm not sure, again, about um pitcher named Todd Stottlemyre. Went on to play for the Cardinals. Um, also don't know if he was an ace back then, though. I'm going to need an answer, guys. All right. Uh, I hate to take up more time. Um, let's go with Todd Stottlemyre. And they have locked in Todd Stottlemyre. Carrie and Steven, what did you say? We said Justin Trudeau because we had absolutely <laughs> nothing. They have locked in Justin Trudeau. Unfortunately, no correct answers this time. Uh, he is primarily known as a Blue Jay pitcher. His name is Mr. Dave Steeb. Dave Steeb, who had a really long tenure with the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know if he played for anybody else, but I remember him as a Blue Jay and only as a Blue Jay. Steven, Carrie, what was your wager on that question? We wagered zero because we knew we knew nothing about baseball. <laughs> John and Jeff, what did you wager? Not zero. Uh, We went 30. Your score is going into question number two. 74 for Carrie and Steven. 40 for Jeff and John. Question number two, your category is in the NFL. There are two teams that have had Super Bowl winning seasons in three separate decades. Green Bay is obviously one. But can you name the other? And I want to clarify here, we're going by the the year that the season took place, not the year of the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, you got to think about the teams that have been doing it for a long time. Um, I think Cowboys are a good good option here. Um, 
What about uh, Steelers? Well, so that as a Steelers fan, six Super Bowls, you got three in the 70s. One, two, three. There were none of the 80s, none of the 90s. My, my problem with the Steelers is that I think you're going to find that they're, they were, Chuck Noll had four in the 70s. Decades, mm. let me think about this. So if you do, they did not win in the 80s. They did not win in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I, the last Super Bowl I don't think was in the 10s. I think you're looking at 70s and then the 2000s. Oh, nine. Uh, I got to think about that. That might be. That might be where his clarification came into play. And that would make sense because he. Had to have said that for a reason. Right. So, I mean, if, if they did, they win in the oh nine season. Because that would have been played in 10, but. I think the Steelers. I think that's. I think that would make sense, because I'm not sure they didn't win in '79. I see. So you're saying um, that the clarification is that they won in '09, but it was an 10, it was a ten game. That's what I'm. I'm. I'm wondering if they. If they. If they were the. The something nine champions and the game was played in in the following year that would have been the the next decade. I think this I think the Steelers may qualify. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay, let well let's think of let's take a step back and think old teams and who we've got. Uh, obviously you said Packers, um, the bears. Now the bears have been 85. They haven't won enough since then. Minnesota burned us on the last question, but I don't think their success was long-term over multiple decades. If anything, I think it would have been sixties and seventies. I don't think they won. After that at all. Okay. Let's think other teams. Uh, what about uh, Giants? There were, Well, there was the Eli Manning years. So I know there's at least... Let's see, when did he win? They won twice. They won, what, twice? Yeah, they won was twice. It in, was it in the 2000s and the 10s? When did he beat them the second time? Is that 12? I think you may be right about that. I know it's over the last... I saw a thing the other day that talked about the Florida teams that have won more trophies than the seven teams in the New York area over the last 20 years. (laughs) Okay. Did they win before that, though? I don't... Hmm. Because what? We got the New York Giants. That would have been the New York football Giants. Um, I don't think they they, did. I think the Jets were good before that. 
with Namath. Yeah. I don't. I'm trying to think of other old teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a lot of just Northeastern teams. I mean, Eagles are no, because they've only had the once, right? That's a, I, I don't think it's the Eagles. Don't think it's the Eagles. Don't think it's. What about the Patriots? I don't think. I don't I mean, think, I think the, they were just not that good though for a long time. They were they were bad forever. Yeah. And they've won multiple times, but I think it's all been in a very confined space. Yeah, it's all been since two thousand, so there's only been, you know, the two decades since then. Although if they had won at least once before that. I don't think they did. Because I really think it all I think they lost forever up until the point when when Belichick got there. Maybe right. Parcells, yeah. But it's, I don't think it's the Chiefs, because that was the whole thing. They've just won twice. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think Minnesota was long-term. Green Bay for sure. I Obviously think, not. You just this. said Minnesota hasn't won, right? Yeah, I, I think sure I think it, it was confined to a, a period of time that was not extended. Um, you, you'd mentioned the Jets. They were good, but it was only for a short period of time. Yeah, not sustained. And what did we say about the Giants? I... The Giants won twice. I know they won at least twice. I don't think... I don't think... See, I feel like they're one of those teams that have been around forever and, and just could have at least won at some point. But I also feel the same way about... Well, I, I felt the same way about Pittsburgh, but I know that you would know better. And you, you said it's over you said you don't three think three so. decades. I the problem with the Steelers is I think it's gonna be there are six championships the and I think the majority are are gonna get you in the seventies, and I don't think the other two are gonna get there, with the exception of the caveat and the question. That's the part that throws yeah. me. Yeah, I think you're right. And what about the Cowboys? I know we had initially mentioned them. I I think the, the Cowboys were the first that came to my mind as as being as qualifying. Would you pick those over Steelers? I don't know. I'm trying to think because it's. I know the '90s. I know the '70s. The problem is, I know the Steelers were bad in the '80s, as were the the Cowboys. But I don't think the Cowboys. Oh, damn it. I'm just wondering. I'm still not sure about the Giants. I felt like the Giants might have been one of those teams that had beaten Buffalo. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right about that. Because Parcells won. So Parcells, yes, I think you definitely go with Giants. Because you got two with Eli that could have been in that. Yes, you're exactly right about that. Parcells. I'm certain of that because he won. I was thinking old, old, not Parcells old, but um, okay. you're right about that. I think Parcells gets you. I think Parcells gets you one. eighty something, and then you get the okay. two that may have split a decade. Yeah. So I think you're right about that. Good call. Okay, you'd feel better about that than the than the uh, Steelers, right? I do. Okay, let's talk into that because those were the two that I was. I mean, fortunately, you're a Steelers fan, so um, lock in with that then. New York Giants. All right, they have locked in with the New York Giants. Carrie and Steven, what did you say? 
We also said the New York football giants, and it took us five minutes to get there. It took you 35 minutes less than it took Jeff and John to get there. <laughs> Usually those, I'm not going to make that joke. I don't know you guys well enough. Usually those roles are reversed. Though. Usually, never mind. Okay. Hey, I'm not, hey, I am the least offended, friend, uh, least offended person you will ever meet. So you Usually it takes the guy five minutes want. and the woman 35, but you guys switch roles. So I'm really impressed. Okay. <laughs> Just try to last as long as I can. <laughs> that's what she said. Okay, that's a different podcast. Even you're correct. <laughs> you really answer. belabored the point. <laughs> is in fact the New York Football Giants. If I'm not mistaken, it was a 1986. They've actually won it in four decades. 86 for the 87 season. They won it in uh, 1991 for the 90 season. 2007 for the 28 season. And the 2011 for the 2010 season. The Giants have won it in four decades. Nicely done to both teams. Your score going into the final question, 69 for Jeff and John, 111 for Carrie and Steven. This is the final question. It's for all the marbles. And your question, your category is an even more beer. Here's your question. Of the different subcategories, of the different subcategories for stout beers, which one gets its name from the type of food it is often paired with? Nowadays, stouts like this are often made using a part of this animal. Okay, so I actually think I have an idea for this one since he involved animals. Because um, I just did a bunch of beer searching. Um, which is very much out of my uh, comfort zone because I'm very much a bourbon guy. Um, I think... The only animal that I can that I know of that's related to stout is oyster. Hmm. I saw some oyster stouts when I was uh, rummaging through uh, Total Wine the other day. I've never uh, heard of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, because I know there's milk stouts, there's all those other ones, um, but that's the only one I can think of that has or involves an animal. Well, that's the thing. I kept thinking oatmeal stout, milk stout. Um, none of those fit. I mean, if it was milk stout, milk isn't named after the animal. No. That'd be beef stout. And now I want that. That um, sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, so does oyster stout, well, but I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Um, I, I mean, least... I'm like 87% okay. on that one because got... I don't have anything else. I can't find an animal that fits in that slot. I say we go with that. It's the only animal I can come up with. All right, we stick it in with the oyster stout. I'm good with that. All right. This is for all of the bourbon. Jeff and John, what did you say? Well, uh... I went out on a whim because I'm pretty sure I saw this when I was going through all the stouts the other day. And the only animal that I know related to a stout is an oyster stout. They have locked in an oyster stout. What was your wager on for question number three? We wagered 23 points. All right. Carrie and Steven, what is your answer? Uh, now that you say that, I know what that is and I could not think of it. We went with milk stout because milk is part of a cow. Uh, 
that's what we almost went with. They have gone with Milk Stout. And what was your wager? 37 points. Your correct answer, getting its name directly from the animal, is in fact the Oyster Stout. Oh, my God. (sighs) Damn. Nice job. Oh, man. The Oyster Stout gets its name, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Guinness is the first one to do this. Uh, Yes. They put their that particular flavor of stout out there because it paired well with oysters. Nowadays, it's actually made with oyster shells. Huh. Your final oh, score damn. tonight. Jeff and John with 92. Carrie and Steven with 74. Jeff and John are our winners. Oh, man. That nice job, Jeff. That was impressive. What a back and forth game that, that was. was. Uh, quite the ladder to climb there. Well, everybody, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Before we go, let's let our guests tell you where they can... Where, before we go, let's let our guests tell you where you can find their awesome podcast. And again, I tell you, listen, it's you're going to have a good time. If you're into bourbon, beer, or sports, listen. Carrie, you go first. Well, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate you having us on because we really had a lot of fun. And I can tell by John's face sitting here that he really enjoyed winning. So I did enjoy winning. <laughs> yeah, you did. A lot. Yeah, you did. Although it was all Jeff, I enjoyed winning. And now it's going to be lorded over my head for the next week. So yay for that. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find Girls Beer Sports. Um, you know, we're on, um, I run the Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports. If you like uh, crazy college football drunk tweeting on Saturdays, follow that because that's what I do on Saturdays. If you would like to listen to our podcast, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We are pretty much everywhere good podcasts are free. If you want a a lot of bourbon and a lot of nonsense and a lot of trying to herd cats. A lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense. Um, you can check out Bourbon and Bad Opinions on Podbean and on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And we also have a Twitter at Podcast BABO. We're also on Instagram. Um, again, everywhere where good podcasts are free. If you're listening to this show, just find us on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. I have just shouted out both of these podcasts because I honestly believe in them. Um, good shows, you're going to have a good time, and genuinely good people. John, how are you feeling tonight, my friend? I'm very happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, he is. My new friend Jeff came through in the end, right in the clutch, <laughs> bottom of the ninth, oh. big time. Hey, and you know, you know what? I'll, I'll, I may frame the scorecard. I don't know. I'll say this, too. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely give you all a shout-out on the show on Monday and then again on Bourbon and Bad Opinions uh next Sunday when we record but uh, if you ever want to have us back let us know because John is like I said ultra competitive and loves to win and we always have a good time hey, if you guys ever need a Florida State hot take or just someone to drink some bourbon with you let us know we will be there in a heartbeat mm-hmm. we'll hold you to that by all means everybody that has been another episode of the pub trivia experience Jeffrey tell everyone where they can find us and all the social media stuff well you can always find us at pubtriviaexperience.com um, and that'll get you to our Facebook, our Instagram. You can find us at Pub Trivia Experience or on the outlier Twitter. Has to be special. Tri- Pub Trivia Pod. Uh, we're out there. We're always out there. Contact us. Tweet us. Facebook us. Tell us what you feel. Yell at us. Uh, we don't care. Uh, we're ready for it. So we're out there. And if you have not done so already, find our sec- our next podcast. Sorry. Find our next podcast based off of the Pub Trivia Experience brand, Boozy Bracketology. 
Boosty Bracketology, we are the podcast that believes in three things. Strong opinions, strong drinks, and crowning champions. We are three brackets in right now, everybody. We have already already crowned the best Disney animated film of all time and the best comic book movie of all time. In October, you're going to hear, or in fact, when this comes out, you will hear the best sports movie of all time. We know girl beer, girls beard and sports have already done this. We are going to do this on Boozy Bracketology and find the best sports movie of all time. And then coming in November, we're going to find, God, you know what? The best restaurant across the U.S. That's right. We're going to find it. You can hear me, Jeff, and Steven argue that out starting in November. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I'm Jeff. I've been Steven. I'm Carrie. And I'm John. Everybody, have a great week.